All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to Through the A. Not necessarily at our regular scheduled time because, well, golly, Austin, they've been – we got a game, then we don't got a game, then we don't got a game, then we got a game, and now we got a game, but it wasn't with who they said it was going to be with when they said it wasn't going to be with them the first time. Yeah, it's been very um, back and forth what we're going to do. Here's the plan. No, wait, we're going to have to do this. But now it's set 11 a.m. Saturday in Columbia, Missouri. We'll take on the Tigers um, in whatever their stadium is called. Don't really care. We're three-and-a-half-point dogs right now. Really? But I like I like the Hogs. I think we're gonna I think we're gonna be all right. I think we're gonna be okay. Well, you know the defense is gonna be motivated for Barry Odom. They're gonna want to go out there and play well for him. They um, and and I I don't know that that three. You, typically, they give the home team three points to start. So you got to figure right now it's a pick 'em game in the minds of Vegas, and they're just gonna float the line wherever the money goes. But I, I I think it played out the way we needed it to. I really wasn't looking forward to playing Alabama fresh off of not having a defensive line and getting those guys back. I think we'll have a better chance to win the Missouri game. And it wouldn't – I tell you what, it wouldn't bother me if we never played Alabama this year if they say, you know what, it's not – it's not in. It, we don't need it for standings. We're just not going to play it this year. What do you think See, about that? I don't like that. I, I don't like that mindset because – I mean, yeah, we're going to go out there and probably get beat by by Bama. But that gives the young guys and the people on our team right now where we need to be, right? That's the team. They're the standard for the SEC. So I think they need to at least go out there and see what they've got, see where we need to go. Um, yes, like we're going to get beat. Like, it's inevitable. Uh, we could put up a fight. You never know. Um, but – I think it's a, it'll benefit us a lot to see where we have to go, uh, get Pittman a chance to see where we need to be, uh, the coordinators, the young guys, everybody. So I hope we play the Bama game. I think we will. We're supposed to next week, I believe, but they might push it back to December 12th, which I'm not sure when that is. Uh, actually, I think that is next Saturday. So right now it's, they're saying we're going to play the Bama game, but who really knows? Well, and, and I'm not I'm not afraid to play the Bama game. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying – that I think what I'm saying is is playing Bama right now is a lot like Christmas 2013, busting open the new NCAA 2014 game, dropping it in your PlayStation 3 and playing on Heisman. Yeah. Without ever knowing how to play the game, I, I think that's a big jump. I'm not say we're afraid of it, but what what I really don't want to see is go out there and break the spirit of anybody or get anybody tragically hurt in a game like that for absolutely no reason other than to make Alabama feel better about themselves. you know. But like you say, at the same time, it gives them a chance to see where we want to go. I don't think there's anybody on that team that doesn't know where we want to go, but but I, I'm just saying it wouldn't break my heart if we don't play the game. <laughs> see, that's crazy. It, it would break my heart. I, get, I, just, I don't know. We got a different mindset, I guess. I mean, I absolutely want to go out there and play the best. I mean, I don't expect the Hogs to win that one at all, um, but I still want to see it happen. I mean, I don't know. Oh, I guess we just got a different played, mindset on if, things. If the game gets played, I'm going to expect them to win, at least until we kick off. I mean, if we're behind, <laughs> you know, 28 nothing at the end of the first quarter, then, you know, I'll, I'll come back to reality. But I don't ever go into the game thinking we don't have a, ch- a chance to win. Otherwise, why play the game? If you don't think you got right. a chance to win, why play the game? 
See, that's what that's where I thought you were going. Is you don't think we have a chance to win, so why play? The oh game? no, 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 I no, no. I, I don't want to break. I don't want to get anybody hurt for no reason. Right, right. For for absolutely no, no reason. I get it. None. So, well, and, and that's my you know, only. But, and I and I also don't see it as a no reason that we're playing. I mean, yeah, they're probably by that time we play them, they'll probably already have locked up the West, you know. But I mean, I don't see it as that. I see. I see it as a chance for Arkansas to make some noise again, play a good team, play well against a good team, and warn everybody in the West, you know, that the Hogs are coming. So we've already done it with everybody else in the West. Everybody else in the West knows. We gave everybody in the West a fight, a run for their money. Um, it, we just I haven't played them yet. They're the last ones on the list. You know, covertly, it might be kind of nice to sneak up on Alabama next year. Maybe not give them a taste of what's coming. <laughs> but you got to yeah, you got to that's, that's also true. You, you got to admit this though: the way that the SEC referees have, and the whole SEC office has disrespected us all year. You know that unless we're beating Alabama by four touchdowns, we'll never win a close game against Alabama. Right. Won't happen. Won't happen. Right. I'm calling it right here. It won't be a close game win. If it is then they've already decided to let Alabama in the playoff regardless of what happens. And they already know it. Right. It's like you always say, Vegas knows. Some, if, if, if we win a close ball game against Alabama, somebody knows something. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. But like I, like I was saying, I didn't realize it. I mean, I guess <laughs> the season is just about over. We've already played everybody else in the West. I mean, we beat Auburn. We beat Mississippi State. We beat Ole Miss. We should have beaten LSU. And we lost to A&M fair and square, I'll give them that. But I see us as the third best team in the West, and why shouldn't the third best team in the West give the first best team in the West a run for their money? I don't disagree with that. I don't. And if we can come in full bore and play that game, we'll have a <laughs> chance to win when they kick it now, off. I'm, again, now, I'm not afraid now, to listen. play the game. Now, now, listen, let me tell you something. If you would have asked me this question a year ago, I would have said, no, please don't make us play Alabama. I didn't want to play the LSU game after we got whipped up on by Western Kentucky. Actually, I know we said that we weren't going to talk about last year, Chad Morris ever again. You know, I always say that and I always bring him up. But just for fun, you know, I went and watched Chad Morris's post-game press conference after they got whooped at home by Western Kentucky. Man, I just have to say, I am ecstatic with where the football program is headed right now. I mean, comparatively speaking, my Lord, it is just worlds and world's better than what it was this time last year. I mean, this time last year, we had just gotten whooped. We were looking for a new head coach. Barry Loney Jr. was our interim head coach, and we were headed to Baton Rouge. Actually, I guess they came to us last year. Went to Baton Rouge and got our tails whipped by Joe Burrow and the the future national champions. So, I don't know. I I just love watching this team play. I don't care who it's against. I don't care when when it is. I just want to watch these Hogs play because they're fun to watch. Well, I don't think you're going to find anybody in Razorback Nation other than maybe the women's athletic director that hired Chad Morris that is disappointed in the way things are going because they are they're on an uptick. They've got some respect and they're a feel good story. Pittman's coach of the year in the SEC. If all is right with the world, but I'm sure the officials will figure out a way to screw us out of that too. So, but we all know we know what we know what our record is, and we know who the SEC Coach of the Year is, and I can live with that. If we're not going to get respect from these people, we're just going to have to take it. And you know, maybe that's maybe that's why the Ole Miss fans and the Tennessee fans are like they are. Is if they got if they were up under the shoe of the of the conference, just like we are right now, they have to take their so they make stuff up. 
So uh, why can't we make stuff up? Yeah, no, I get that. I agree. So should we? Uh, you you just had a chance to watch Pittman's press conference, his Monday press conference. Did you anything come out of that that would uh, it, it made you go, hmm? I didn't know that. Um, regarding personnel, he said that we should be about back to full strength come Saturday. So that's really good. Uh, he said the COVID tests went well. They have to test. So whenever you leave campus, they all have to test negative before they can meet. So they haven't met yet. They had to test last night. Pittman said that they all went well. They should be close to 100% going into Missouri this weekend. Um, I did see, I, they asked him a little bit about Missouri. Um, and he said they're peaking at the right time. So Missouri's playing good football. I'm looking at their schedule. To me, I don't think they're playing great football. Uh, personally, they did beat LSU uh, in October, but we should have as well. They also let up 41 points against LSU, uh, beat Kentucky. Let's see. They lost to Florida 41-17, to beat South Carolina 17-10, to and beat Vanderbilt 41-0. to I don't think we really know how good Missouri is. They've played the two worst teams in the SEC the last two weeks they've played. I think that Arkansas is going to – give them a, a better test to gauge where they're actually at. Now, regarding the football team as a whole, anything that made me go, hmm, okay, is that the last question of the interview uh, was from Hutch, and he asked – Pittman had said something about there being three games left. And they said, well, Coach Pittman, um, there's really only two left on the schedule. Do you think that your team has deserved – uh, it deserves a spot in a bowl game. And he said, absolutely. We've beaten three SEC teams already. Usually in a regular season, that would correlate to about six or seven wins. I'd, I think we absolutely deserve a bowl game. So Pittman and, and the crew are already looking ahead and, and thinking they've gotten themselves a ticket to a bowl game. Well, and I think that's a very uh, inventive way to look at it. It's a, certainly another perspective that hasn't been mentioned. But I have heard all year that, you know, a five or a four or five win Arkansas team was going to go to a bowl. And I did see last week where they have canceled the New York pinstripe bowl. And I would imagine all the bowls in California are going to get uh, canceled. So maybe the uh, the Statler brothers, who sang that song? The Gatlin boys sang a song called All the Gold in California. They can say all the bowls in California have been canceled. So that'll be a new song. The Gatlin boys need to get down to this recording studio in Nashville and start strumming up that tune because they can sing it. Maybe we can find a karaoke track. We'll record it. All the bowls in California have been closed or canceled or whatever. Yeah, man. But I, you know, honestly, you have an argument for a quote unquote three win Arkansas team making a bowl game. Um, yes, we do have four wins in our book, but nationally, technically, we have three. Uh, I think if we, if Arkansas for some reason loses out, which I do think they'll grab the Missouri game this Saturday. I still think they make a bowl game. Might be like a, a low tier bowl, like maybe the the Tax Slayer Bowl or Nash or, or the Music City Bowl, excuse me, or maybe even the Liberty Bowl. Uh, but either way, going from not winning an SEC game in two years, losing to Western Kentucky, North Texas, Colorado, you know, you know the drill. Uh, to, to being in, in it, even a discussion for a bowl game a year after after Chad Morris said it wasn't an overnight fix. I mean, shoot, you got to be happy with that as a Razorback fan. Absolutely, absolutely. And I've seen a couple of different projections, like you say, Arkansas, the Music City. I even saw Arkansas early in the year uh, to the Texas Bowl to play either Oklahoma or Texas. I think they could beat either one of those teams right now with the team that they have. And everybody in the national media – nobody in the national media would disagree 
that that the, we should have been awarded the, the the Auburn game that we won that Auburn game and they just took it from us for whatever reason they took it from us and never made it right. They chose not to make it right. Now it's really easy to say, well, we don't really have a path or a rule in the book whereby we can make it right. Okay, well. I think that I don't think that's going to count against us. I think we beat Missouri on Saturday. That finishes us up at five and five, assuming we don't beat Alabama the next weekend, which is light years away. You know, they predicted us only to have one win the whole season once our schedule came out. They added Georgia Shoot, and Florida yeah. to our schedule. Didn't expect us to have more than one win, and then then it was like fifty-one to forty-nine that we might beat Mississippi State, and that was it. Yeah, and then Mississippi State went and beat LSU, and that no one was giving us a chance. We were sixteen and a half point underdogs in that game. Yeah, we should have won that. Had we had our defensive line back, we would have won that ball game. I didn't watch the second half on television, so you know Trey Biddy's. Oh, you're. you're no, I'm talking about the Mississippi State <laughs> oh, game. Excuse oh, oh, me, because we were talking about they didn't give us a chance really to beat Mississippi State. Oh yeah, that's um, true. That's true. And we did, is what I was saying. You know, Arkansas has been underdogs in every single game this year. Um, and they have four wins, which is ridiculous. But it's also really nice if you're a betting man because I always take the Hogs money line. I always believe in them. Well, I um, think if, like Pittman says, if we'd have had three or four non-conference ball games, we'd be sitting here seven and two, seven and three right now with two games to play. Yeah, I mean we'd be in contention for the West right now. Yeah, yeah, which I think is is phenomenal. Uh, I don't think anybody is is a no. So what do you think? I don't know what to expect Saturday against Missouri. Uh, oh, what is it? What do you think? And you've been at, you've probably never had anything happen like this to you as an athlete. So you wake up Saturday or Friday afternoon, Friday morning, or he gives you the weekend off. You take the weekend. By the time you get back on campus, you've gone from having to play the number one team in the nation to Missouri. Do is is there a on some level? Do you start to take that lightly? thinking you got a reprieve or maybe it's going to be easier than it would have been do you do you do you slack off or do you have to guard from slacking off because of it well well in in my experience um i've had a really good good coach uh that coached me in high school and whenever we took a break we never really took a break right we always were doing something we were trying to prepare for the next game and we were t- we would take things one one game at a time now there was a time when I was a sophomore where we did think that we were going to have an easy way through uh, a tournament and we ended up getting beat the first two games and we were done however I don't see that being the case with these Razorbacks I think they're playing with a chip on their shoulder they think they can win every game and it doesn't matter who's on the other side of the football they think they've got a shot and they're going to play like they do have a shot so I don't really see that being a, pro- a problem for the Razorbacks. And if they, I think if Pittman and this coaching staff get the, a whiff of that attitude this week, it'll get fixed in a hurry. So, and I remember that, that yeah, I mean, and I remember your freshman year, nobody expected you to do anything. And you went three or four games deep into the state tournament. And that was coaching right. too. Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, it, it's all about mindset, right? And that's the main difference between this year and last year is last year the hogs had a mindset that you know we're probably going to get beat you know what's the point right I got, I got but this you. year it's this year it's why it's why not us it's why not the razorbacks you know 
Well, who says we can't win this game? And I, and that's what I think the big difference is in coaches. I think a, a great coach gives your team the mindset that you can go out there and you can beat anybody on the other side of that ball. And the great teams believe it, and they do. Well, and and this what I'm gonna this story I'm gonna tell has absolutely nothing to do with Razorback football or any sport for that matter, but it does go to the coaching and the mindset that he instills in his players. And my favorite story from your high school career, other than the state championship, is the time you were in the batter's box and the pitcher clearly threw one outside the strike zone. Umpire called strike, <laughs> and your coach from the dugout yelled, "Dunston, did you swing at that?" Oh, no, coach, I did. He just shook his head. Couldn't believe the man had called. And, and I thought that was so cool that he called the umpire out for that strike call without ever addressing the umpire. And what, what was the umpire going to do? Yeah. I thought it was beautiful. But, you know, yeah. I, I just thought that was that was pretty cool. We're up against a break right here. We're going to take one that you're listening to Through the A, Razorback Dave and the common fans, Austin Dunstan, trying to piece together the end of the Razorback football season. We're going to come back. Talk a little bit more about the rest of the year and maybe talk about some basketball. Well, they had a couple of big games since we talked last. Let's see what happens. We'll be right back. Worried about getting sick? To stay safe, the CDC recommends you do five things. One, wash your hands. Two, keep your hands away from your face. Three, cough or sneeze into your elbow. Four, keep your distance. Five, if you're not feeling well, stay in. When you can't get to soap and water, use an alcohol-free hand sanitizer like Waltz Free. It's a lotion that's also a powerful hand sanitizer that works in just 15 seconds, lasts four times longer, and won't damage or dry out your hands, even if you use it many times a day. Welcome back to Through the A, store.avcare.com. That's A-V-K-A-R-E. Use the code TCF20 to get 20% off your purchase towards Walt's Free. It's an alcohol-free hand sanitizer, and I'm hearing there are a lot of people out there allergic to ethyl alcohol, which is one of the main ingredients in alcohol-based hand sanitizer. Walt's Free is out is alcohol free so you want to jump out there store.avcare.com the code is tcf20 in austin have you you've used it what do you think about it well um Walsh free is is awesome man because it's not typical alcoholic uh hand sanitizer really just it dries out your hands it smells bad you you hate how it feels you know you'll lick your fingers and you'll be like oh that's disgusting but Walsh free is this lotion that doesn't dry or crack your hands. It's really good. You, you don't have to use that much. It works faster. It lasts longer. I mean, what's not to like about it? Plus, you can get 5% off with TCF20. I mean, it's a home run. So, well, you, you think maybe the SEC referees have been drinking the alcohol-based hand sanitizer? Maybe we should – Man, you, they, I tell you what. <laughs> you get me an address. You get me an address. I will get a case of Walt's Free at my own expense and send it to them and tell them, please don't drink the hand sanitizer. I'm telling you, man, they've been messing with Arkansas. They've been screwing them over, really, all year long. And I just – I don't get it. It's it's so noticeable that people are coming out and saying, man, I don't think I've seen a review go in the Hogs' favor all season long. And I don't know if I have either. At least a close review. 
there have been some that's like, okay, yeah, that one's that one's for Arkansas. That's Arkansas. And but even there's been some that are obvious, such as the fumble recovery inside the twenty against LSU, where Arkansas Joe Fouché comes out of the pile with the ball and there's no clear recovery. It's been that over and over and over again. I mean, Greg Sankey, what are you doing? Like, it's, what is going on? It, I don't understand it, and I don't think I ever will. It really feels like that they're they're adjusting the rules on the fly to justify the fact that they're screwing us over at every turn. And I, the only I mean, thing that I can figure I, is, yeah. you know, they got all these. I don't I don't know what Sam Pittman's makes, but I'm going to guess that where they might not have offered him less than Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach and the guy at uh, Missouri's getting. I'm guessing he's making less or. I don't know. I've always felt like that the conference tries to justify the coaching salaries. So, and, and I know they did it with Nick Saban when he first came in the league. If not for three consecutive pass interference penalties in the end zone in 2007, Nick Saban would have had a losing record his first year at Alabama. But they salvaged that one for him, and he went 6-6. Six and six. And yeah. I have always well, thought they were protecting that salary that they hung on Nick Saban just to get him back in the conference and keep him there. You know, that's an interesting take. Uh, and that may be it. It may just be that Arkansas is not a blue-chip SEC program yet anymore. Well, really yet, because uh, I would say since they joined the SEC, they haven't really been the top dog. They've been to the, the SEC championship a couple of times, but they're not Alabama or Auburn. Um, I think that the Auburn game was called in Auburn's favor to give Alabama one more quote-unquote challenge before the end of the season, uh, have a better win. But they they literally kept Auburn in that top 25 ranking just long enough to get throttled by Bama. They were 22, and now there's no way that their ranked got absolutely destroyed. Well-deserved. Congratulations, Nick Saban. I was actually rooting for him this weekend. Because I just can't stand uh, uh, Auburn, Bo Nix, and he who shall that, not be named. I an, can't stand. I hope they lose every game. That is a ins- very insightful and interesting take on it. To keep Auburn in the polls so that Alabama gets a more quality win. I mean, ex- except it. for nobody really cares if Alabama has a quality win or not. I mean, Alabama could come out there and play – UCA, UAB, Alabama State, Lamar, Fresno State, SMU, Baylor, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, and South Carolina and go undefeated, and yeah. Alabama's going to be number one. Doesn't, yeah, it doesn't matter. But I, I see your – I've never looked at it quite like that, but I see the point. Well, let me ask you – now. so what do you think? Why do you think that nobody in the SEC office sees the virtue of parity within the conference? What if everybody was good or great? What if? Well, here, because here, here's why. Um, if everybody was good or great, you'd have multiple one or two loss teams within a division. And a two loss SEC team is not getting into a playoff when there's undefeated and one loss other other conference team. Um, so I think that the SEC knows that, and they're going to have to protect their blue chip programs as much as possible 
so they can at least get one, if not two, teams into the playoffs. So the problem with everybody being good is they have to have an outlier. They have to have one outlier, and that's usually Alabama. So they have to protect that outlier no matter what, at what cost. I mean, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter um, if if you know either. Yeah, Auburn, Texas A and M is good, but they're not Alabama. That doesn't matter to the SEC. What matters is them getting at least one team to the playoffs. So they're going to protect that until you see an expansion of the playoff. Then I think things will get you know uh, much more even and much more fairly called. Well, there's going to be a blog article coming out on the CommonFanOfficial.com addressing something similar to that. Uh, B. Ray's writing it. Uh, he and I have talked about it a little bit. I kind of know what's going to be in the article. And one one piece of that pie is the fact that teams like Arkansas and Vanderbilt and Kentucky and South Carolina to a point, all of them really except for the, you know, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida in the east, and – Alabama, LSU, and Auburn in the West have all agreed to turn a blind eye to the protection of those six teams. And they, they well, basically, I wouldn't throw just Tennessee because in they there. want the money. You can go ahead and hold on. Let's go ahead. And, we're, you're going to go ahead and have to bring Tennessee out of that. Uh, yeah. And you can, um, you can interchange them cannot, with South they are, Carolina every now and then. They are so bad that they can't even be protected. So Tennessee has not been relevant in 22 years. So they are not protected anymore. I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know that they get screwed over, but they're just so bad that they can't be protected. Oh no, they don't get screwed over. They just stink. They, they, just they but, but they awful. show up in all the preseason polls, which is why I lumped them in it. The, the five or six teams that show up in the preseason poll every year are the teams that the SEC tries to protect. Whoever, whoever that is. And, and, well, I don't and, know. Kentucky was in the preseason poll this year. But everybody else buys into it. Why Why do we buy into it? Why Why is it okay? Is it just the money? Do we just care that much about the money? I have never bought into the polls. Not Cause, once. Because I was laughing, you know, Trey Biddy's show, I don't know, two or three weeks ago, last time I listened to it, was talking about fans like me that say, ah, we need to get out of the SEC. I'm not saying we need to get out of the SEC. All I'm saying is I don't care if we do or not. It's not worth it to me. Yeah, I don't care about the sixty, seventy, eighty million dollars a year we get. We can go get it somewhere else. Money's never been a problem at the University of Arkansas, with or without the SEC TV deal. So, if we want to go to another conference and have a chance to actually legitimately win the conference every year, I'd be all about that. Now, if we stay in the SEC, I'm good with that too. I like the competition. I'm not afraid to stay in the SEC. All I'm saying is, is, is you're not going to lose this fan if you decide you don't want to be in the SEC anymore. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I, or either that, or I maybe agree. we just say we'll play the SEC, but we're not going to play Alabama and Georgia every year, ever. We're not. We're just going. We're going because aren't because aren't we just saying, just go ahead and give it to Alabama. If we're going, if we're going to sit back quietly and let the SEC office do to us what they have been doing to us all year, if we're going to sit here quietly and let them do it, then. Why go, why go through the anguish of having to play a team like Alabama? You're not going to win. They're not going to let you win. All they want is Alabama well, what, in there, right, and you and you placated on. it hold on. by you, supporting it. You need to hold on and calm down. Okay, who's sitting by and saying that it's okay? Who Who's doing that? Are you talking about the University of Arkansas? Yeah. Because I need, I need to know names of who's sitting by and not doing anything. Uh, who's gotten fined for saying anything about it? 
Hunter Juracek went directly to the commissioner of the SEC to try to get back the appeal on Jalen Catalan's ejection and was told that there's nothing he can do. Sam Pittman has called multiple times to stand up. Essentially what you're doing is saying that Sam Pittman and Hunter Juracek aren't standing up for their players, and that, quite frankly, no. just is not true. No, I'm not no, saying yes. they're not no. taking up yeah, for their listen, players. No, Yes, you are. That's you're saying not they're what sitting I'm saying. idly by and saying it's okay, and they're not. They're standing up their players, getting shut down. Even Hunter Juracek went on Twitter and said that his athletes deserve better, and it's bullcrap that they wouldn't even look at this. He went out there and said it on social media publicly where people were calling it the most uh, profound statement from an athletic director in modern history to go out on social media and say, this is bull crap. My athletes deserve better. So I'm not going to let you sit here and say that they're just sitting idly by and letting the SEC run all over them. Cause that's just not the case. Okay. It, it has no been the case up until that check. instance. There's a, no, in, no, it has not. It who, has who not it been. Hunter, uh, Sam Pittman, Sam Pittman went directly to the SEC office to see to get an explanation and ask what happened in that Auburn game, and he could not comment it because he didn't want to get a fine. And I don't blame him. He's the lowest paid coach in the SEC. Why would he get fined? There's nothing he can do about it. But to, uh, you can't just sit there and say that he's not doing anything, uh, or uh, they're just letting the SEC run over all. Because it's not true. It's just not true. Well, if you're letting the fine dictate whether or not so, – because it's not going to play out in the SEC office. You're talking publicly. It's publicly. That's what you're saying. That's they're right. Not, it's not that they're not standing up for it. You're, you're mad because they're not doing it publicly. They're doing it smart. They're doing it so they don't get fined, and I don't see the problem with well, that. Well, I think they can afford the fine, number one. Lane Kiffin could obviously afford the fine. Other coaches. Lane Kiffin, Lane Kiffin only got fined for saying, well, I can't comment, right. comment on this because I'll get fined. So you're that's bullcrap. Right. That's that, the argument. That was absolutely a, a bullcrap. I say you get the fine because until you come out and tell the people what's going on behind closed doors, nothing's ever going to get done. How do you think they've gotten away with it all this time? Because nobody will come out and say, here's what they told me, but I can't tell you what they don't. Well, screw that. It's $25,000. They got that in their pocket. That, that program brings in $75 million a year. We could scrape off twenty five to pay the fine. Just tell us what's going on. I, I completely disagree. Completely 100%. We can disagree. agree to disagree. We're going to have to agree to disagree because, yeah, there's no way. Well, tell me about basketball then. You want to fight about basketball? <laughs> they suck. <laughs> no, they don't. They beat somebody. By, if you would have yeah, had Mississippi Valley State and 80 points, you'd have still got beat. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a push anyway. I mean, that yeah, they, I mean, yes, Mississippi Valley State is technically like the worst team in the country, right? Well, but, they are now. I mean, to put up 142 points in one game is in, in, in college is uh, ridiculous. Well, you have to have I mean, practice Connor players. Vanover is – do what? I said you got to have your practice players on the floor at the end just to keep from yeah, getting I 146. Mean, this this team is going to be very very good. Connor Vanover is seven foot three, and he was four of five in that game from three point range. He was also dunking with his feet pretty much just touching the floor while he was hanging on the rim. So there awesome. are a lot of I mean it's it's awesome, man. And J D Note is very good. K K Robinson's going to be good. Jalen Williams is very cold. Desi Sills is we know what he is. He's a stud. I mean Moses Moody's going to be good. Vance Jackson, they're going to be a very fun team to watch. They've already been a fun team to watch. I mean, uh, it's funny. Barstool UA, which is Barstool Arkansas, tweeted out 
hey, no mercy against North Texas tonight. I still remember the fair, the fake fair catch. And Eric Musselman tweeted him back and said, I hope this little bit of J.D. Note can help, uh, help the pain. And it was just J.D. Note getting a shot blocked and then pulling up from the logo and draining it. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I mean, well, I think Eric Musselman is absolutely the answer on the basketball team. You know, he's, he's 100%. Coached, he, I love he him. coached a lot in the NBA Developmental League. So he's used to having new players every year to, to organize. And he's brought in a lot of – I mean, they've really rebuilt from the ground up again. And as good as they are, they're better than any team we've had up there pre-Eric Musselman since yeah. Nolan Richardson was there. Mike – Mike I agree. Anderson never had teams this good. So, I think that's just going to bode well for Arkansas. They got some players. I watched the red-white game. I didn't get to see the 80-point the win. I watched a little bit of them the other night. They, they, just, they just play with a different attitude than any team we've had since Nolan Richardson was there. Yeah, they absolutely do. Sorry, I had to mute myself there. There was trucks going by. I got my window open. My roommates have the heat on. I'm dying over here. I understand that. Um, but no, this team, <laughs> this team is very exciting to watch. I mean, they were eight and a half point favorites against North Texas, who isn't a bad team, and beat them by twenty. Um, I think that you're going to see them rise really quickly to the top of the SEC. They'll be up there with Tennessee and Kentucky. Actually, got beat by or by Richmond this weekend. So yeah, well, I warned you about those what I call that. preseason basketball games, the games that that most colleges play before they start their conference schedule. Anything can happen, and and I'm gonna guarantee you, if Kentucky was to play that team in late February, they'd beat them forty points. Right. Well, if if man, if the Hogs had Isaiah Joe back this year, yeah, they would be a top fifteen team in the country. I mean, their defense is outstanding. They weren't a bad basketball team last year. They just had five guards playing. So well, now they've got some big men that can also shoot. And rebound and the turn and and the rebound differential is already blowing last year out of the water. I think last year it was the worst in the SEC because they just didn't have any big men. Well, now Connor Vanover's in there, and there's some more Jalen Williams. He's going to be a really good big man. I, they're just going to be good. They're really exciting to watch. They play really good defense. Uh, Eric Musselman puts an emphasis on effort and energy, and they have to bring it every time, and they do, and they're just so fun to watch. I mean, I hope I get to Bud Walton and, and I'm, I'm able to watch him at some point this year. What happened with Isaiah Joe? He was coming back, and then he wasn't, and then he was, and then he went to the draft and got drafted in the second round. He probably should have gone all along. And he signed, yeah. what did he sign, like well, a $4.5 million contract? He probably had to go. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not really sure what happened with Isaiah Joe. I mean, maybe he saw the guys coming in and saw that maybe he wouldn't have much of a role, even though he would have. Uh, having Isaiah Joe, that sharp shooter, would have been, oh, my gosh, un- this offense would have been unstoppable. So maybe it was just his time to move on. Maybe he heard from the NFL scouts. Actually, I, what, I forget who he got. I think he got drafted by the 76ers, um, if I'm not mistaken. That might be incorrect. But whoever drafted him promised him that they would take him in the second round. They said – Look, Isaiah, if you come to the NBA draft, we will – we 100% promise you we will draft you in the second round, and they did. And I think that's probably what swayed his decision. Well, that's a pretty good guarantee. And I guess if he hadn't signed – if he didn't sign with an agent and they didn't draft him, he can always go back after the fact. So he really didn't stand right. anything to lose. So that's good. So, all right, so real quick before we get out of here, tell everybody else about the other shows you got coming up with this week. I know the Common Fan's going to drop on Wednesday. Yeah, we've got a common fan show on Wednesday. I'm not sure about against the odds this week. I'll have to talk to Spencer Negre. We we kind of have a fluctuating uh, 
schedule as it is. We're all kind of busy. It's the last week of the semester. They're working. We all got different stuff going on. Talking Tennessee should be coming out. They kind of have a flexible schedule, too. It'll be either Friday or Saturday, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, but the Common Fan will 100% be out on Wednesday. It's me and Nathan Massey, uh, and when we have a pretty good uh, we have pretty good banter with each other. It's always a fun one to do it with him. And then tell everybody what the social media links are for all the Common Fan stuff. Well, you can follow the Common Fan on Twitter at the Common Fan. You can follow us on Instagram at the Common Fan Official. Uh, go be sure to visit the website thecommonfanofficial.com for blogs and articles and uh, go go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel we're actually planning a common fan Christmas from the bullpen I pitched it to the guys they love it we're going to be wearing Christmas sweaters it'll be a really big thing uh, we're going to do it up real nice so go subscribe to the YouTube channel that's the common fan official as well uh, I believe that's all of our social media platforms all right well that's going to do it for through the A we're ready. We're ready for game day. We've we're gone a weekend without it, and we're afraid we're going to have to go another weekend without it. I'm ready. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to be sorry too. to see it's over with, but at least it's trickling down further into November. You know, usually by this time of year, it's over with. So we're going to get a chance to call the Hogs a couple more times this year, maybe three more times, and if it's a game within driving distance, we're going to be there. That's going to do it. We'll see you next week on Through the A. Until then, go Hogs.